The history of science and medicine you were taught in school doesn't tell the whole story. As biomedical scientists and seekers of justice, it's time for us all to reclaim the bench. Okay, thanks. All right, so Jamal, welcome back. It's been a while. It has. It's been a long while. I'm so excited to be back in people's ears. <laughs> We've been uh, getting questions forever about when uh, Reclaim the Bench is going to have a season two. So, Yeah, the very... world is waiting in suspense. <laughs> we're really excited to announce that we will be back with season two. Uh, what's our launch date? Our tentative launch date is probably July 25th. Yeah. Yeah. And this time around, we're going to do another season, but we're going to be doing it in uh, a different type of structure, more of a theme structure. And we think if that works well, we're going to continue that in the future. Right. So what's the theme for season two? What should people expect, Megan? Yeah. So instead of doing just individual unrelated topics for each episode, we're going to be starting a series on mental health and kind of the mistreatment of people with mental disorders um, over the years. So we're going to be starting pretty much as far back as we could get enough good information to make an episode and then continuing up to the present day, because that's a topic that we're both really passionate about. Yeah, and it's a topic that um, in some ways intersects with our uh, research and mm -hmm. definitely um, in the field that we intend to research throughout our career. Yeah. And Megan, you intend to go into mental health, right? You uh, are planning to be a psychiatrist after medical school? Yes, I am. Yeah, I would like to work in child psychiatry. And my research is in neurodevelopmental disorders. And Jamal, you've done mainly Alzheimer's disease research in neuroscience to this point, but you are kind of looking to move in a different direction in the future, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll probably somewhat follow in your footsteps and um, focus on autism for a while. Um, that's what it seems like I'll be doing in my postdoc. Um, surprisingly, though, I may have more papers on autism than uh, neurodegenerative disorders. But yeah. yes, that's my primary um, thesis research is in Alzheimer's disease. Um, however, you know, full, you know, disclaimer, full transparency. I think that mental health disorders and psychiatric disorders uh, are more relatable to what I've seen growing up and more relatable to my community. Uh, for those who don't know, Alzheimer's disease is a disease where the onset is on average about 65 years old. And also for those who don't know, life expectancy in North America is about 77 years old. So it's an older person's disease. And in um, communities like the one in which I live in, there's a lot of other health concerns that are um, plaguing individuals. So diseases of the elderly is not typically high um, on that list. It's usually cardiovascular disease uh, or stroke and also mental health disorders are, are very prominent. So I hope that my research can kind of go into more of my uh, individual passion. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even with COVID, we saw the disparities in 
how many people of color died of COVID versus uh, white people. So it, the disorders we tend to focus on in our research are funded by the NIH, which is our taxpayer funded um, agency in the United States, which basically chooses where are we putting our money. And they're choosing to put a lot of money towards Alzheimer's right now. But as Jamal said, that disorder affects different groups of people differently. And it tends to be a disorder occurring more frequently among white people because white people have a longer life expectancy. And to this end, um, again, I think in the future, we'll probably have some um, like extra material that we'll release to inform you guys uh, like how this process actually works. So many of you might not know that the research that we're doing that you could potentially know little about is actually funded by you all, by taxpayers. And there has been people, very few, but in the media like um, AOC, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who have brought to our attention that, you know, taxpayers are the investors for scientific research in this country. And although our budget is very small, that money is coming from taxpayers. But when do you see the return on the investment? Sometimes our research is not really translatable, um, which in some cases is fine. Uh, but in, in ways where it's supposed to be translatable, sometimes that those findings get picked up by private companies and they create therapies and medications that the average individual can't afford anyway. Mm -hmm. And so how do you get the best bang for your buck? And I don't really know the answer to that question right now, but we hope to disseminate information here on this podcast about things done in research and educate individuals on what's happening there. But another way I think um, could be contacting your local representative and saying like, Hey, you know, this disease is understudied and it's really prevalent in my area. And, you know, we should put more funding behind this or that, you know? Yeah, definitely. We've talked a lot ab about this lack of transparency just among ourselves. And so we would, one of our aims through this podcast is to make research findings and the research process in the United States more accessible to the average person who hasn't gone through getting a PhD and deeply digging into these um, daily realities. So we hope to continue to do that. So what else have we been up to over the past six months, Jamal? Well, speaking of um, advanced degrees, um, our engineer and a very integral part of the podcast, Prachetis Jay Patel, or we call him Jay, uh, he finished his master's at our university also in neuroscience and is now working with us in the lab as a bioinformatician. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it is. And let's see, we basically the reason that we haven't been recording for the podcast is because we've been really busy with our degree programs, all of us, um, me, Jamal and Jay. And Jamal, I think plans to graduate in the next few months to a year and same for me so that's another thing actually that i think a lot of people don't understand that we wanted to address on the podcast is what does it actually mean when you graduate with a phd like what what hurdles do you have to pass to get there because i know for me 
people will ask me, oh, when when do you finish your schooling? And I'll be like, maybe one year, maybe two. And mm-hmm. people are like, what do you mean? How can you not know your graduation date? But yeah. it, it's not really like taking classes all the time. It After the first year or so, you're not taking many classes at all. And you basically spend most of your time engaged in working on a project or multiple projects that are supposed to contribute to the advancement of science, whatever that means. So <laughs> you have a committee of professors that basically decide, have you done enough for science? Have you written enough papers, conducted enough experiments, given enough presentations to graduate? So it's pretty subjective. <laughs> yeah, very. Um, and also, I think that you know one of the most common questions that I get is, um, like, so people ask you, like, when are you graduating? People also ask me that, too. But sometimes even other graduate students from different programs will say, how was your semester? And to be honest, I don't even know when the beginning and end of semesters are because that hasn't mattered in a few years, at least. Um, so, but yeah, it's very subjective. And I think in a lot of our cases where we're trying to go above and beyond, like when we can graduate, it's not the same as when we want to graduate. And so we probably can graduate um, at any point, but have we satisfied our own personal goals for where we intend to go in our career is is more of the question, like, when do I want to graduate? Like, when do I think this is comfortable for me to package up things that I'm working on and move on to the next level? Um, and so, yeah, 2022 is going to be that for both of us. And um, we realized during this time off that, you know, we didn't know for sure we would do a second season, but actually the interest in the podcast has grown so much even after we finished the first season that we know this is something that we want to do long term. So even once we finish, we're going to continue to refine uh, the podcast. We're going to continue to develop um, more content that's geared towards certain topics. And so the seasons may be longer or shorter than the first one but they'll focus on a um, certain type of topic. And if we can make it more focused, we can definitely get the turnaround time to be much faster, right? So maybe next time it'll only be a month break or something like that, and we'll focus on research for the next topic. Uh, Again, this has been um, sort of a different change of pace for us because last year we started the podcast during a time, you know, the three of us where we weren't really in lab And so we did everything between the three of us. We did every single component of the podcast from creating a website to keeping up with the content, social media, uh, research, recording, editing. And now it's not sustainable when you're working, you know, 40 plus hours, sometimes 50 plus hours on your research. That's not even including what you have to do at home and writing. And so, you know, we really have struggled to try to recruit um, reliable talent to help us with at least some of the editing, which takes hours upon hours to do. Like just this 10 minute clip that we have, that we're recording right now, if you listen to it and it's only five minutes, it probably would have taken quite a bit of time to to get that down. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. But yeah, like Jamal said, we're just so encouraged by all of the uh, feedback we've continued to get. And we've had a couple of media appearances, actually, people reaching out to us for interviews. And it's been 
just really exciting for us to hear that this is something that people care about and want to hear more about because we really started this just as a passion project of our own. And we said to each other, like, even if no one listens to this, which we weren't really expecting, it will still be worth it because we were excited to learn about all these stories and discuss them with each other. But it seems like we're reaching a wider audience even than we had hoped. So thank you and reach out to us with any feedback because we want to know what types of things you guys want to hear. And um, we're always open to suggestions. And with that, uh, stay tuned and we'll be putting a lot of that those media appearances on social media and online so you can look and um, as Megan said, we really just are inspired to keep going because of you all. So um, we hope you enjoy the next season. This is a topic very important to us and I think it'd be really interesting. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Bye.